In the name of Jesus, amen. Our text is the gradual that is listed in your bulletin. Please be seated. Well, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And as you can probably tell by my ever-increasing girth, Thanksgiving is one of my very favorite holidays. We'll gather around a table, God willing, with family and or friends. We'll feast upon delicious turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy covering everything, cranberry sauce, crescent rolls, and more. We'll eat our fill. And when we're full, what will we do? We'll bring out the pie, right? We'll be thankful for all the things that our Lord God has provided to us. And, I don't know how you do it, but before we eat, we always take a moment for prayer. A moment to remember who it is that gives us all the turkey, the gravy, the table we sit at, the clothes we're wearing, the family and or friends who are there. A moment to give thanks to God. In the small catechism, Martin Luther encourages us to pray The words of Psalm 145, our gradual for this evening, in this way. The eyes of all look to you, O Lord, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Lord God, Heavenly Father, bless us in these thy gifts, which we receive from thy bountiful goodness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It's pretty simple, straightforward prayer. One that's easy for kids to learn, to memorize. One taken word for word from Scripture. One that we should probably pray before every meal not just Thanksgiving meals. It's a prayer that focuses our eyes on the true giver of good gifts, God our Father. The small catechism says that too, doesn't it? That God the Father Almighty gives us everything that we need to support our bodies and lives. He gives us clothing, shoes, food, drink, house, home, wife, children, land, animals, and all that we have. He richly and daily provides us with all that we need to support this body and life. Or, simply put, as our gradual says, he satisfies the desires of every living thing. It's true. God gives and gives and gives and gives 
And we just keep on receiving the gifts he gives. Now I can say that standing here in front of you in the pulpit because I have a place to hide and duck down if you throw a hymnal at me. Because this year it doesn't feel like God's given us very much, does it? Right now, it feels like we have very little to be thankful for. You've heard it. Our nation has been ravaged by an illness. And by our leaders panicking about that illness. Our economy has gone down and up and down and up. We've seen people die in the streets and riots that have taken place as a result. Our jobs have been shut down temporarily, if not permanently, and so our income's a little tighter. Our bank account's a little smaller. Our stock portfolio a little tinier. And we've been cooped up at home with our families. And they're driving us nuts, aren't they? They're beginning to get on our nerves. And not just our families, perhaps people from work or people from church. Or the people we talk to on the phone who think a little differently than we do about politics, COVID-19 response, our frustration with each other is exacerbated by the fact that We seldom actually see other people's faces. We can't tell what their reactions are because they're covered up. And with the distancing and the masks, we don't really feel like we interact with anybody more. This has caused loved ones to get sick. Maybe we've even lost a loved one or a friend. Or maybe they died from a completely different reason, but we weren't able to gather with them to mourn. Maybe the election didn't go the way we wanted to. Maybe it did, but the other side hasn't conceded yet. These are all just the big picture things. What about the broken appliances or air conditioners that we had to pay for? The new carpet that had to be installed even though there wasn't enough to pay for it. And now it's holiday season. Does family get to visit or not? It's been a wearying year. 
And we still have a whole month of it left. Now, thank we all our God. What for? Why? Has there been anything worth giving thanks for at all? When we think that way, it's really our sin at work within us. Our sinful nature wants to tell God, thanks for nothing. Just because our lives have been a little more stressful than lately. Our lives have been a little more overwhelming this year. We've had to struggle. We've had to suffer. And so we want to neglect the love that God really, truly shows for us. We want to lay blame at his feet rather than give thanks for his gifts. Dear Christian, let me be absolutely clear. It is sin to covet a different life than the one you have. It is sin to covet things that God has not given to you. It is sin not to trust that God will keep his promises, that he will provide all that you need to support your body and life here and now and forevermore. It's sin. To believe that God's hand has been closed to us. That his gifts have dried up. and That we're on our own. Jesus talks about it this way. He says, look at the birds of the air. They neither toil nor sow. But your heavenly Father still takes care of them. Dear Christian, do you believe that? Or is it a constant struggle? Do you believe the Lord will provide? Or do you despair? Yes, things are difficult. God is still giving, still providing. And in the struggles we face, God is killing our idols so that all that is left is Him. And when you think about it, that's not too bad, is it? So repent, dear Christian. And trust in God. Repent and hear his promise to you. He will provide. Even if your money runs out. Even if your home is taken away. Even if you become sick. Even if you die. Even if the Husker football team loses every game. God will keep on 
giving. He still will provide. How? Through Jesus, who overcame this world and everything that is in it, who gave all that he had to win and purchase you away from your sin, away from your covetous life, away from your untrusting nature. Jesus bought you with his blood and gave you lovingly to God. Jesus died on the cross for you and also rose from the dead and ascended into heaven to prepare a place for you, a heavenly dwelling with everything you will ever need for all eternity provided for you. In John's Gospel, he says, many mansions is what awaits you. A place of peace and joy, with no sinful desires, with God's gracious hand always there, not only to provide, but also to wipe away every tear from your eyes. Christ has not only prepared this place for you, but he's promised to come back so that where he is, you may be also. He's coming back to take you to his kingdom, to give you your body back perfectly without sin and wrinkle and spot forever, world without end. To give you even more than he already has. More than you can even imagine. And so, no matter what challenges you have faced this year or will face in the future, God's promise is still for you. And nothing will be able to dampen it, or lessen it, or take it away. The promise is sealed in the blood. You give thanks in our Christian freedom. We do know that while we're here, God gives us our clothing, shoes, food, drink, house, home, wife, children, land, animals, and all that we have. We do know that God gives us our bodies and souls, our reason and our senses. And we do know that God has rescued us from this world. So that when all the other gifts here wear out and end, there's more gifts Head. Give thanks to the Lord. Dear Christian, call on his name. 
He has opened his hand to bestow vast love upon each and every one of you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.